Shalom and welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. My name is Carl Whitehead. I'd like to share something today that has fascinated, impacted and inspired me in the Torah. And that is the way that the Torah details how individuals at times will pray and converse directly to and with Hashem. Now firstly, as a way of introducing how I approach the subject, I'd like to talk quickly about verse 56, 7 in Sefer Yashayahu, which is the book of Isaiah. So let's read from starting at verse 6 through to verse 8 and have a look at what it says here in verse 7. So beginning in verse 6, And the foreigners who joined themselves to the Lord, to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord, and to be his servants, everyone who keeps the Sabbath and does not profane it, and holds fast my covenant. Now verse 7, These I will bring to my holy mountain, and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. Verse 8, the Lord God who gathers the outcasts of Israel declares, I will gather ye others to him besides those already gathered. Now I love how it's this verse 7 reads in the Hebrew, And I will bring them to my holy mountain, the Simachtim, and they will be merry, bevit tefillah in my house of in my house of prayer. Olatechem vetzivhechem razon al mizbachi, and their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted upon my altar. Ki veti bet tefillah. For my house will be called a house of prayer, for all or to all people. So verse 7 fills me with a, a rather profound hope and faith in the validity of the verses that we find in 55, 10, 11 of Yeshayahu. And this really is my anchor point that empowers me to swim within some profoundly deep waters. Baruch Hashem. And what do we read in 55 verses 10 to 11? For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, Verse 11, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. And this is where why we get this profound idea that the Torah is like water. It's like the, the rain the water. And here's the fascinating thing that they talk about, how water flows. So consider from a mountaintop where water may start off as as snow, as ice. When it melts, 
it's still the same water whether it's frozen whether it's ice whether it's liquid even when it's gas it's still water so it still carries the same properties regardless of how far down it comes so this is this the water at the top is the same as the water that flows all the way down to the bottom which is of course a beautiful beautiful picture of the power of the word of god it it, it doesn't change you know it just doesn't it, it's its power is so profound so consider for a moment the environment and the atmosphere of a global gathering where all people present are speaking and praying with one heart and soul this is this house of prayer everyone is agreeing who it is we are speaking to and with and this is the power of and witness of this verse verse 56 7 that he who is able will guide all humanity towards this moment which is backed up by the way he talks about the power of his word in 55.11. So something that is even more precious to consider is that we don't need to guess at what the process is to be able to, 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 be able to facilitate our pathway towards this moment, towards this, this gathering, this house of prayer, being in this house of prayer. Because we have amazing detail of how to pray through the language of Torah. So what I would like to do, do therefore is take a deeper look at some of the moments within Torah that provide a pathway connection to how Hashem teaches us the development of conversational prayer that is inspired by the words of promise that Hashem speaks throughout Torah. So the first step in beginning this journey is to confront a profoundly personal question that sits at the heart of an existential and philosophical debate regarding what constitutes morality. So the reason I say this is because we, when we read Yeshayahu 56.7, we are not reading history, we are reading prophecy, a declaration of a future state that does not currently exist and in light of the human condition seems extremely unlikely to ever occur so at the heart of this verse lies a very human dilemma do we believe that god is faithful and even capable to fulfill his promises to us if we can't wrestle our way through this dilemma then how can we be expected to pray with any alacrity of purpose faith or hope if prayer is the exchange of language then that language must be founded in a government that propagates hope and allows faith to move towards the realization of promise every instance of prayer that we see in torah is fermented out of this dilemma of trust and finds an expression of faith that is the result of beginning to believe that God is faithful and capable to accomplish everything that he has designed to build with us. So we just need to learn how to become invested partners in a vision that is higher than our own. A morality that is higher than our own. 
So consider the idea that Nietzsche puts forward in his book, The Genealogy of Morals. Morality is born in the act of promising. And I'd just like to quickly share something that Rabbi Sachs Ethel comments on this when he says, A promise creates something that did not exist previously. It creates something with language. It creates an obligation. By promising an action, we are indicating that we are choosing to bring order through our freedom to choose to enact the promise. The Torah teaches us this, he goes on to say, the act of promising creates order and freedom. When I promise, I am freely undertaking something and I am also creating order because you can now rely on me to do something in the future. This is the basis of covenant. It is encoded in the first word of the Torah and revealed at Sinai. This is a mutual exchange of promises and the yoke of covenant. So Judaism, he says, is a religion of holy words because it is a record of the exchange of holy promise. Therefore, a society of equal dignity is founded on the ability for its children to be literate in the language of covenant that forms it. The alphabet is the foundation of order and freedom, but only when it can be read. When it can be read and it can be processed towards knowing. So Judaism gave the great gift of heritage in shared story and history, founded upon the central premise of a covenant formed between God and man. This is why Hebrew is written right to left, because it engages the right hemisphere of the brain, which engages our capacity to seek meaning, as opposed to left to right language, which engages science and philosophy. Science takes things apart to see how they work. Religion puts things together to see why they are. And that has to be one of my favorite quotes from Rabbi Sachs when he says that science takes things apart to see how they work. Religion puts things together to see why they are. So Hashem molds the world in we live in when we walk in the sound of his voice. And this is the power of his word. This is the power of prophecy. This is the power of what is happening here in Yeshayahu in Isaiah 56.7. So the language of how he speaks, the language of hope that can direct the way we think, speak and act, if we choose to give it precedence and believe in its power to guide us towards the vision that Yeshayahu relays to us regarding a house of prayer. So I look forward in upcoming podcasts sharing with you how Torah guides us through the narrative of prayer. Baruch Hashem. Shalom.